0: All right, and now uh, we're going to have to put our big boy and big girl pants on because the passage I chose is a long one, okay? It is not Lydia's fault, it was my fault.
1: <laughs> Today's scripture reading is taken from the book of John, chapter 6, it's verses 22 through 69 page 1655 in your Bibles. The next day, the crowd that had stayed on the opposite shore of the lake realized that only one boat had been there, and that Jesus had not entered it with his disciples, but that they had gone away alone. Then some boats from Tiberias landed near the place where the people had eaten the bread after the Lord had given thanks. Once the crowd realized that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they got into the boats and went to Capernaum in search of Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus answered, Very truly, I tell you, you are looking for me, not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him God the Father has placed his seal of approval." Then they asked him, what must we do to do the works God requires? Jesus answered, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. So they asked him, what sign then will you give that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, as it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, always give us this bread. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But as I told you, you have seen me and still you do not believe. All those the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of all those he has given me, but raise them up at the last day. For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. At this, the Jews there began to grumble about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They said, Is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How can he now say, I came down from heaven? Stop grumbling among yourselves, Jesus answered. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Then the Jews began to argue sharply among themselves. How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. For my flesh is real food, and my blood is real drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so the one who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Your ancestors ate manna and died, but whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. He said this while teaching in the synagogue in Capernaum. On hearing it, many of the disciples said, This is a hard teaching. Who can accept it? Aware that his disciples were grumbling about this, Jesus said to them, Does this offend you? Then what if you see the Son of Man ascend to where he was before? The Spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you, they are full of the Spirit and life. Yet there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus had known from the beginning which of them did not believe and who would betray him. He went on to say, This is why I told you that no one can come to me unless the Father has enabled them. From this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. You do not want to leave too, too, do you? Jesus asked the twelve. Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and to know that you are the Holy One of God. This is the word of the Lord.
0: Thank you, Lord, for your word. That is so good. Guide us on this day. Amen. So, gosh, thanks for hanging in there. I know that was a long word, right? But a good one. A good one. Um, so I wanted to start by asking our grandparents and parents, did you win Christmas? What I mean by that is, did you get that perfect gift? That perfect gift that, you know, your, your grandchildren and your children will just, ah, they, it's made Christmas for them. Did you win did you get it, right? Or maybe you kind of had an experience sort of like it was for Lydia and I when we bought our little nephew, Henry, and bought him this really, really cool little soccer ball. And the soccer ball had kind of like a lot of little uh, buttons on it, so, um, you know, he could kick it around if he wanted to, but then he could press it and it would make music or teach him things and stuff. And, and it was really awesome for about five minutes, Right? <laughs> It caught his attention for that much, and then he was on to fighting with his other cousin over this little, like, microphone singing thing or whatever, right? It was pretty rough. Um, but, you know, th- th- we have kind of an issue in the West, don't we? We kind of have an issue with satisfaction. Satisfaction is a difficult thing for us, right? We-, we can laugh about that moment because we're always chasing after the next thing. We're always chasing after that next thing. You know, I, I was reminded of it because um, I, I, I hope that Dave Thorne will, will shout out a loud amen for this one, but uh, we finally got new cell phones this year. Uh, yes, a thumbs up. I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, and, and, you know, it was pretty amazing because, like, for the last five or six years, uh, Dave and all the, the teens have been saying, man, you need a new phone. You need a new phone. And it was right because even five years ago, we needed a new phone. Uh, and so eventually we, yeah, we got the new phone and we were like riding pretty high. We, we seemed really cool. The kids were like, yeah, that's what they were like clapping for us and stuff. And, uh, and that lasted for about like a week. And then it was just like, oh, man, I miss my old phone. This thing is so big. How do I need to get new pants and it, with bigger pockets and, and it, and, it, and it's heavy. And man, it, it's, it's hard, right? It's, it's hard to find satisfaction. It is fi- hard. We are honestly a culture that is very similar to Rome at the end of, of their empire, where they were just seeking out the next high. Do you know that they got to the point where they wanted to one-up everybody else to the point where they started eating peacock tongues? That was a delicacy for them. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Ill, Ill for us, but mm, for the, the, the Romans back then, right? We have this issue with being satisfied. And, and so the, the people that we uh, heard about in this passage also had an issue with being satisfied, right? It seems like it's, it's more of a human condition than maybe a, you know, 20th or 21st century condition, right? So, so how did Jesus respond to their request, their desire for a little bit more? And, and my, mind you, that was, it was a good request, right? They were asking for food, right? They were asking. They were looking for food. How did Jesus respond to that? he responded with a denial <laughs> he responded with with a denial with with a shutdown with a weird response with a weird question how about in your life <laughs> has god has god ever given you a denial <laughs> or a weird answer to one of your requests you know maybe 2022 was was that right You, you were thinking, boy, this is the year, this is the year, God, I've been asking for that job. This is the year. Oh, oh, this is the year, this is the year where, where I'll finally be healthy. I'll finally be healthy. This is the year where it's gonna feel just good to be in my own skin. This is the year where we don't have to think about COVID anymore. And so we're, we're, we're standing on the precipice, right? We're, we're looking towards 2023 thinking the same thing and what if what if if the response to your prayer is a no how do we deal with that do we deal with it the way that that we do at times and, and we just say you know what all right god i you're this is this prayer thing isn't working anymore i try to be the good person god i did my part where's your part where are you? But I, I think there's a couple of things that we can try to keep in mind when we when we face this denial or this refusal or this weird answer that God gives us when we're asking for something, All right? And so, so one thing that we can keep in mind is when a denial comes from somebody that loves you, it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Think about it this way, right? Um, so I, I like to think of myself as uh, pretty fashionable, right? Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe not, maybe not, right? But there's been some misses, right? And and look, th- there's times where where I I I will uh, pick out an outfit and then I'll go to Lydia, and she'll just give me the yeah, thank you, Renee, just a little. <laughs> she's not doing it to embarrass me, right? But she's doing it to protect me. <laughs> and maybe protect your eyes as well, right? Or, or, or think about when you see somebody that you love and they're stepping out into the street without looking and here comes a Mack truck. Are you going to go, hey, you need to come back. Please, please don't watch out, watch out. No, you're going to yell at them and be like, get back here, Bill. Are you insane? What's wrong with you? Maybe you wouldn't go that far, right? But, but you would you would definitely, definitely make a shout, or or something to get their attention, right? You see, when Jesus gives this denial, he's not trying to hurt us. He's trying to help us. He's trying to help us realize that there's something more there, right? Think about this, right? There's this famous uh, Christmas song. It goes, uh, um, uh, boy, uh, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Only hippopotamus, right? (laughs) Right? Um, have you, have you really thought about that for a second? If you had a hippopotamus, like, well, what would you do with that? You would just put it in your room or something? Like how, what, what does that even eat? It eats little children's arms is what that eats, right? It would be so dangerous and so wrong and, and, and problematic, right? And we get that way too. We get that way with God sometimes where we think we know exactly what we need where we know best. And so then when we hear the no or the denial or a different response or or silence, we get really uncomfortable. We get really hurt. We even start saying things like, well, God, you don't love me anymore. You don't, you're not giving me this thing? Then you can't possibly love me. I know I've said that so, so many times. But the problem with that is that with the problem with just asking maybe for, for just stuff, even if it's good stuff, even if it's things that we need, the problem with that, I think, is that God's not interested in a transactional relationship. He's not interested in a transactional relationship. He's interested in a familial one. What I mean by that is, look, a transactional one is, okay, we go to a bakery and they mess up our order and, or the food is cold or bland or whatever. That's just a transactional thing. All right, well, we're not going back to that place again. Uh, the, the mechanic messes up our car. All right, we, we, the, the hairdresser or barber or whatever messes it up. All right, we just won't go to that one anymore. It's different with a familial one, right? There's no, I, there's no I'm cutting you out of this in that situation, right? When it's a familial relationship, it's a lot deeper. There's a connection. They're saying, I'm not giving up on you. And you're not giving up on me. At least it's it's very difficult to do it, right? God is interested in more than that. He's interested in more than just a transactional kind of relationship. And unfortunately in my life, I do that with God, with my interactions too much. Like, God, I did my part. I prayed and nothing happened. Or, God, I was really, really good. I tithe. I, you know, I, I helped this person out. Why aren't I getting the help back? But the reality is, is that God wants more than just a transactional relationship. And we see it. We see it because Peter, Peter got it, right? What was his response when Jesus said, hey, um, uh, are you guys going to leave me too? What did Peter say? What did he say? He didn't say, oh, well, God, what thing, are, what, what thing can we go to? He didn't say, what place can we go to? He said, to whom? See, he got it. It was a relationship. It was a relational thing, right? And sometimes God will hold back on stuff because he wants us to know that the real gift is him, is himself. It's the fullness of him, the goodness of him. There, there, there's this joy that comes from just knowing God. And, and, and that's maybe that's maybe." Why Jesus holds back on, on us at times is to get us to go beyond the object and to, to get to the giver of that object or that thing, right? There's something special about that relationship that we can have with God that if sometimes just getting stuff will make us forget, right? I, I, th- I thought about this specifically at, uh, at the 11 o'clock service at Christmas Eve, right? I would love to tell you that I walked into that service Feeling like, you know, jolly old Saint Nicholas and, you know, like dancing and like, oh, I'm ready to praise Jesus. The reality was, is I was tired. I was tired and I honestly, I felt a little used because I felt like I got to do this for this person, that for that person, that, you know, and I was just like, well, God, what about me? And so I was not in a good place. I really wasn't. And, and right before the service started, I just, you know, it, it may have even been during, um, you know, like, uh, the, uh, the prelude or something. I, I, maybe it was before. I just said a short prayer. Was not a powerful prayer or anything like that. It was just like, Oh, Jesus, I just, I just want to worship you. I just want to worship you. And man, can, can I say that that was such a blessed service? It really was because that's all I did. You guys weren't even here. I mean, some of you were, but if that's what I mean. It was like literally Lydia and I worshiping before Jesus. There's something about that. There's something about just, just saying, Jesus, I just want you. Right? Like, may, gosh, may, maybe, maybe this year that that's what we can do. Maybe that can be like our New Year's resolution, right? That even, even when it's like, okay, so like sometimes in, in youth we'll have our students pray and sometimes it, it becomes just like, Dear God, please help me to do well in school. Dear God, if anybody's sick, please heal them. Dear, dear God, this, that, that, right? And that's all good, right? That's all good. But what if we said this year instead, right, that, God, even if you don't heal me, teach me, teach me that you're near, teach me to pursue you more. God, even if I don't get that thing that I've been praying for forever, teach me that I can still look to you. God, uh, if, if you don't answer a single one of my prayers this year, you are still worthy of my praise. Man, that, and, and you know what's awesome about that is that if you get that part right, that other stuff takes care of itself, I found, right? Man, God is so, so good, so good. And and, and it's because he, he says no to us or he denies us sometimes because he wants us to know that are you seeking truth? Well, he is the truth. Have you lost your way? He is the way. Do you need peace? Guess what? He's the prince of that, <laughs> So in finding Jesus and in having him be our all in all, man, that stuff takes care of itself. Maybe the thing that we don't need is, and look, I'm not saying (laughs) don't pray and ask God for things or ask for somebody to be healed or for your own healing or whatever. I'm not saying that, right? I'm not saying even to be masochistic where we're like, God, please bring you know persecution our way and just terrible. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that, man, if we could really have Jesus as our focus, as our heartbeat. You know, one of the funny things that maybe you've, you've probably encountered before, too, is, um, you know, Lid's mom was telling a, a story about this, this woman who was, was super wealthy, uh, like wealthy to the point where, like, there were rooms in their house that they hadn't even visited in a few years. Yeah, that's, the, <laughs> like, I don't even know what that's like. That's like, whoa, Right? And, uh, and and so there, she was getting gifts for, uh, for their kids for Christmas, and the daughter opened up the gifts and loved it all and everything, right? And then the son also opened up the gifts and, and took all the, the toys out of the boxes, but then he went and started just building and playing, like, just with the box, right? Like, he didn't care about the, the toys. He was playing with the box. Can I say that we do that? <laughs> we do that. We are just like that. You know, sin will do that, right? Where it, it looks good, it look, you know, it's got all the things. It looks like the gift, but it's not the actual gift. You see, th- this is no different from like the Garden of Eden, right? Where Adam and Eve, they, they wanted to live forever, but they just wanted to snatch from the tree and live forever. They don't want that relationship with God. But, but see, the thing is, is that a relationship with, without God is not life. They They wanted eternal life, but they couldn't have it because they didn't want God. You can't have life without God. In fact, having eternal life without God is the worst thing you can ever think of. And in fact, there's a name for that place. That you live forever without God. And Jesus wanted us so badly that he came to pay the price so that we wouldn't have to be away from him. That's the good God that we serve. And that's a good God that wants to know us. And, and it wants us to know Him, I should say. Man, th- this year, can we, can we maybe make a commitment to say, you know what, God, beyond what you give out of your hand, I just want you. I just want you. Let's pray. Oh, Lord, our, our desire is for you. God, I, I pray that you just start removing things that, that are blinders, that, that are blocking us from seeing you and from desiring you. We thank you for loving us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.